Ghost Adventures is the sole property of the Ghost Adventures crew and Scripps LLC. We're not in any way affiliated with any of them, we just like watching them do their thing. So if you like Ghost Adventures too, support the crew in the Travel Channel. Also, this podcast has profanity in it, so take whatever precautions you feel are necessary. Welcome to another episode of Insanely Haunted, the show where we watch and review every episode of Ghost Adventures. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. I'm Mario. And I'm Gabrielle. And uh, thanks for coming tonight, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, So this is your first time watching Ghost Adventures, right? Yes. (laughs) It's an experience. Yeah, it was a time. We really, we really picked a good one for y'all. We did. We we saved like probably the best episode of Ghost Adventures. This is a top five for me easily. Yeah. This and like this along with like the Winchester House and the the Lizzie Borden House. This is a really excellent like time capsule of what Ghost Adventures is. And it is the Gettysburg episode. Ooh, <laughs> Civil War, which I'm excited about because we're both anthropologists, Gabby and I, and we love history. So this is a perfect. <laughs> so topic. this is like the, <laughs> yeah. a great, very good history show. We for feel you all. so honored. the The preview for this episode is what clued me into the fact that this is one that I've seen before and one that I really love. Um, it, it really it has everything. Uh, it's got uh, re- war reenactments, which are Zach and Nick's and Aaron's favorite things. It's got Zach getting friendly with a ghost on the bed. <laughs> More than friendly. It's uh, it's got everything basically. <laughs> we cover all grounds. We the the whole bingo card. Uh, this is a cover all episode, pretty it's much. Cover all, yeah. So let's let's get started. Let's get in this. Um, so the first thing I notice is that it, immediately as the show begins, you cannot see Zach's eyes because of the brim of the hat casting a shadow on his face. <laughs> Extremely professional. He's wearing the oh, yes. soldier hat because he really, really, really wants to get into character this episode. They're going to, quote, become the trigger object. So they basically want to empathize with the soldiers and feel what they experienced during the Battle of I basically chalked Zach up to a Tommy Wiseau, Chris Angel wannabe. Oh, so I man. think they had a love that child. Is a what a great description. <laughs> wow, that's great. It's like you. It's like they got in a teleporter at the same time. <laughs> so the, the this is going to be a very special episode. It's a three part lockdown, just like the last episode we did. Uh, and the first part of the lockdown is a museum that is also a former orphanage. Now apparently, this orphanage was home to a lot of really untoward shit. There was like a um, a very bad lady who ran it. Who apparently hated kids, but ran an orphanage anyway. Kind of like the the teacher in Matilda. Oh shit! Yeah, she's got. Is it the called the hole? Yeah, Miss Trunchbull. The, yeah, had the hole or whatever. Yeah, with spiky shit in it to torture yeah. the kids. And here we have the pit. We have the pit, and she sticks bad kids in it for days without any food. This would kill the child, right? I I would think <laughs> that children would die from malnutrition and abuse. That sounds like. Now, I, I want to be careful, though, because Zach never says people died. Zach says is very, very like specific about saying that we assume people died. Mm-hmm. People might have died. Kids. It's speculated that kids died. But he yeah. never says this amount of children died here and we know for a fact. Yeah. The only thing he was really sure about was that he called Rosa, who was the caretaker, very mean 
Very mean very, Rosa. Very Trump-like. Like, she was a nasty woman, this Rosa. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I want to zero in on this this one thing, this, like, centerpiece in the museum that was, like, a, a, a demonstration pit with a child who seemed to be dressed like a minor. It was a little mannequin kid. A little mannequin child surrounded by money. <laughs> so what the fuck? I guess it's like, is this like a wishing well where it's just tradition to throw some a couple of bucks in there? At children. Do you think the museum people like get down in there and get the money out for donations? Probably. <laughs> sure they and do. I'm sure they don't feel weird about it at all. Yeah. What sucks is that this seems like it was probably like a pretty cool museum, like a pretty interesting historic site, I'm sure. But they didn't dive into like any of the actual historic stuff going on in it. They just ran with all the speculation about child abuse. Yeah. Oh, and weirdly dressed mannequins, it seemed like. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's wax figures here. (laughs) Wax figures that look like they are melting. I yeah. will say that they were better than Beyonce's, at least. They probably look more similar to whoever they're supposed to represent <laughs> okay. than, like, whatever Beyonce's wax figure was. As yep. Madame Tussauds? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, I gotta say, they, they, I, I, I was singing the praises of this place, uh, theoretically, but how tasteful is it to really have, a like, a display of bones with bullets in them that you dug up out of the ground? Yeah, good point. <laughs> Yeah. Human remains just kind of don't do it. <laughs> That's not, usually not a good idea. It, get a cast or something, you know what now, I mean? Like, no, now, 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 it could have potentially, they, they don't really explain how they got the bones, but they were discussing how uh, when when all these bodies were originally buried, they weren't buried that deep, and so whenever there was a big rain, body parts would be sticking out. So they could have just been popping out, you know, that happens if you don't have a, a a properly buried body. We should talk about the circumstance of this explanation. And I know about it. Because, <laughs> because this explanation came to us from a guy who wrote a book called The Ghosts of Gettysburg. So no financial stake in, in keeping people believing in ghosts or anything like that. <laughs> Uh, sitting around the fire, everyone in full Civil War reenactment costume, discussing how many ghosts there are here. Uh, oh, he he called it the perfect storm to produce ghosts because of all of the uh, unconsecrated burials and, and whatnot. Um, and, of course, Zach and the boys are getting really into character. The accents are coming out just a little bit. Yeah. They're hamming it up. It's pretty... Great. And which is funny because hamming it up for these guys, like they're usually at like 80, 90 percent ham. So they really <laughs> broke the limit there on that one. Let's go back to the orphanage. Um, the sadistic orphanage. The sadistic mm-hmm. orphanage. Um, so there's an old coot that yes, we get. Yes, our first old coot. Um, Carol. Carol. Carol, and... I guess she runs it, but it, she's credited as eyewitness in the Chiron. So I'm not certain how official. Witness to what she, how old is she? It's a great question. <laughs> oh, did she witness the Civil War? <laughs> Carol, whoa. <laughs> Um, so this orphanage was an orphanage for children who lost their fathers to battle. Um, seems weird that they would be tortured when they're mourning. That's weird. Um, there were apparently chains in the basement area. Kind Uh, of piddly looking chains mm -hmm. though, if I'm being real. But apparently the, whatever, Matilda's teacher, uh. (laughs) Yeah, Madam Trunchbull. Would, would, uh, chain them up and it just sounds really awful. And Zach took it very seriously for his credit. This is apparently personal for Zach, which makes me actually worry for him. Yeah, the, the picture we're painting of this man is not of a man who had a happy childhood. There's also really bad lighting um, when he's Oof. 
crawling in this this pit area. You really see that lip gloss. <laughs> I think that the Instagram filter that he was going for. I mean, he had like this airbrush look where you couldn't see any of his facial features. He. I hope that they learned over time that like Instagram filters don't work well for this, ghosts. I think this was before the gram existed. I'm fairly certain yeah. this episode aired in like 2000, wow. 2011, 2012. I don't know how long. Jesus Christ. I'm living in this hell world we've created in 2018. I don't know how long any of these apps have been around. This is okay. This is a point that I've, I've brought up before. I don't think Zach knows that there's a difference between the makeup that you're supposed to wear when you go on TV and the makeup that you buy at like Sephora. <laughs> I don't think he's aware that there's two different things. So he just gets makeup and just throws it all on. Um, Zach is very terrified of the mannequins, which is awesome. He keeps it together, though, to his credit. He, he does. He like, really keeps it together, but you can see it in his eyes. He's like not wanting to be. He doesn't want to. They do not pointedly investigate this room. Mm -hmm. uh, during the lockdown. Mm -hmm. And if you guys haven't guessed, Zach has a phobia of dolls and mannequins oh. and clowns. Oh. That's another thing. But uh, And snakes. And snakes. So those are the snakes came out. Those are the four things that a manly man is allowed to be afraid of. Dolls, mannequins, clowns, and snakes. And Zach hits all of them in this episode. So then we move into the second stage of the investigation uh, preamble here. They go into the Jenny Wade house. Now this is, again, a fairly interesting historic site, I thought. Like, pretty... I mean, the Civil War is just a really complicated and interesting story. Um, and this this house had all kinds of shit go down in it. Like, apparently the union, union line got pushed back. Um, and, and this civilian ended up getting shot by a stray bullet and she died. And that's it went what right through her door. Well, right. They said the actual bullet hole of the bullet. So they're very excited, redundantly excited. Redundantly. About that's Zach. He's always redundant. His command of language is not his strongest <laughs> suit. Uh, and apparently she was the only civilian killed in battle at Gettysburg Battle. You know, I will have to say, since I, I'll be your diversity hire of the night. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they say the only civilian that died, but I mean, it's the Civil War. Where are the black people? Like, come on. What's going on here? Good, good point. <laughs> no, they didn't die. They didn't die. They were <laughs> just, not. you know, digging the trenches or something. I don't know. They don't get a mention, but. That's. A good couple point. of them popping up in photographs, though. So as hard as they tried not to mention them. <laughs> um, they mentioned that Jenny Wade's father was apparently a thief and he ended up getting sent to the Eastern State Penitentiary. Can we talk about like the descent that Jenny Wade's father takes <laughs> through this episode? Yeah, because at yeah. first, Zach is like, oh, he got caught stealing something. So they put him in Eastern. Me and him got something in common. We both been locked in there. <laughs> and then at the like later on during the lockdown, he refers to Jenny Wade's father as like a terrible bad man. He called him evil. evil. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, interesting. Um, and they, they, of course, have to mention that they have something in common with her dad mm. in that they were both in Eastern State Penitentiary. That was our first episode. Yeah, it was. Because um, Zach knows what it's like if he's been there. And if Zach knows what it's like to get locked in an Eastern State Penitentiary. So. Yeah, and then they show uh, the photographs that they took oh. at Eastern State, which were like, Oof. they were like touristy, like, uh, let's do a mugshot type photos and and Zach got all into it. Oh, he's, he's really mugging in this he's one. He's got his criminal face on. If you saw that picture on Tinder, you would be like, avoid this man. He is crazy. He will kidnap you. Yes. Yeah. And it looked like to me, Zach loved the pose. So he would always have like, yes. he'd have some pose. Either it'd be like, I don't know, Blue Steel or whatever from Zoolander with lips puckered. or He's really he's got that. He's always yeah. got some sort of pose. Yes. 
That's, for the that, camera. The yes. camera loves yes. him, and he loves the camera. It's a very, it's a very good two-way relationship. And we missed it. We didn't even talk about it. So all the way up to this point, he's using his arms, his, his oh, large yeah, arms to point at things, and he makes sure that he gets the best camera angle oh. to show oh, yeah. it off. Oh, man, this Always. isn't even the most egregious episode for that. Like, there's episodes where he's, like, leaning in the room with his hands up on top of the door frame, where he's, like doing the thing where he like leans in on somebody like that like oh hi mark yeah exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> god it really is uncanny he's the tommy wiseau chris angel of of the ghost hunting world he is. um so oh man oh we should talk about there's this bizarre display in the basement of this jenny wade house they've like recreated the scene where the union soldiers apparently carried her corpse to the basement and so there is now a fake corpse in the basement on a bed on a bed with oh, a blanket over so her. you know there's a bed so that means only one thing's going to happen during the lockdown and we'll we'll get to that don't you worry <laughs> um did we talk about the reenactment? When did that happen? Yes. That happens later. Okay. That happens later because they gotta they gotta go to the the third zone, which is the engine house. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where the tour guide, like, this is one of my favorite things in Ghost Adventures when the tour guide is saying some vague stuff, and then Zach says something very concrete, and the tour guide's like, "Yeah, totally." <laughs> the The guy's like, "Yeah, there's uh some folks were some folks said that uh." Apparently, they found some remains in some of the walls that they dug out here. And Zach's like, so there could have been thousands of people buried, un- unconsecrated, un- dishonorable burials over here. And the tour guide's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right I'm under sure. our feet. <laughs> and weren't they saying that, like, they've seen soldiers through the windows of the, the train cars or something? Yes. Um, the man who I love says oh, that yes. he found 16 Confederate soldiers on camera. So then we get to the reenactment. So this is why oh, yeah. this is why we're here. <laughs> uh, the boys. This like, is the best reenactment in all of Ghost Adventures. I feel like it's the most complete one. Yeah. Because it's the only one where they actually hook up with like real war reenactors to really like act out a reenactment scene. Or try to. <laughs> I mean, they complete it. They finish it. They do. They, they did record the whole thing onto camera. So, so the boys are in Union uh, soldier outfits. Thank God. And by the way, the, the, I was worried. Honestly, I was worried. <laughs> right. And they're uh, they're they're like pretending to sit down, have a conversation, and then the Confederate Army dudes spring out out of the forest and start shooting at them. Aaron's the first to die. <laughs> And I, did you guys see Zach kind of do a really klutzy like tumble? No, like, like he did like a like a like kind of hunched over like tripping and then falling over, yes. and his legs are just flying. The note that I wrote is sad music, sadder fight choreography. Because <laughs> they do get to the point where they're out of bullets, so they have to start like hitting each other. And Zach does the very were they very... out of bullets or did they just want to hit each other? It's anyone's guess. And regardless, we eventually get to a point where Zach is beating someone with the butt, the butt of his rifle. And they do the thing where he's like losing himself in the action of killing. And so someone has to like calm him down with a hand <laughs> on the shoulder. I So this is my first time meeting Zach, but I get the impression that that might have actually happened. They might have actually been trying to calm him down. Yeah. <laughs> he got too into it. Like he's and they had to pull him, rein him in. Hurting people. Zach is a is a character actor for sure. Yeah. Or no, wait, what's it called? A method actor. Method actor. Just like Tommy. Yes. Just like his main man. Yes. Tommy is a real uh, American boy. What Hero. is it that he says? He's like the, the quintessential American movie. 
Um, Tommy Wiseau does not know the word quintessential. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so when the, the, the battle is over, oh, yeah. Zach gets super serious, staring at the camera, staring at you, folks. Looking at you right into your soul. And telling you that, quote, and there might be a few words <laughs> off. <laughs> this is what it feels like to be in the Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> And then that's why we do this. And what gets me is that he really meant it. He he thinks that is what the Civil War was like. He really meant it. He He believes he's had the experience for sure. He's so serious. And that's, uh, uh, for better or for worse, that's the end of the investigation portion of the episode. And it's time to move into lockdown. Um, And we're so lucky to get a three-phase lockdown again because it just means that there's more places for us to find dumb shit going on. We we forgot to mention, though. Oh, shit. What did we forget? That they took photographs. Oh, yes! (gasps) They do this fucking Gatlinburg, Tennessee bullshit where they, like... Would you guys like to explain it? Yeah, talk about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. You go first. You go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So they, in between the fighting scenes, they have these pictures where they're posing like Civil War heroes and they have like their rifle in one hand and their pistol across their chest looking very heroic and whatnot. Because they took pictures with two guns. Yeah, of course. Like in real time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they had a sepia tone, so it was accurate, clearly. Definitely. Yeah. And it was interspersed in the battle. And what it reminded me of is it was kind of a play-by-play during a football game or any sort of <laughs> any sort of uh, sport where you'd have a certain play and then, oh, here's the person that did that play and pose and then back to the action and another lovely picture of the next person who did whatever action scene there was. I just found it really funny that they had to pose with two guns, not one. And then Zach's pose is really great because he's not even looking at the camera. <laughs> he's doing one of those blue steel he's, poses. Totally it. Up into the air, though, like casting it away. Because he's a merman. He always... Emphasis on the man. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. yes. You, you should know that he's masculine. Um, I feel like his his picture shots, his poses, it always makes him look like he has some really bad gas. He's trying to he's hold gassy. it in. He's, he's just a little, he didn't take his beano. Yeah. We're going into the lockdown, and in phase one, we're in the museum and the orphanage, the soldiers' museum, and right off the bat, the gadgets start coming out. Every lockdown stage has a different gadget. Did y'all notice this? Has Mm -hmm. a different, like, special gadget? Mm -hmm. The first phase is where they bring the EM pumps out. So the EM pump, according to Zach, just creates an electromagnetic field. Literally any electronic device creates an electromagnetic field. So I'm at a loss for what this thing could possibly be. It looks like a little box and you flip a switch and a light comes on. And honestly, if all you want to do is create an electromagnetic field, that's all you have to have. It's just a switch that turns a light on. Or just live on the earth. Yeah. Yeah. Our bodies carry energy. Oh, yeah, you true. Know? And so that's and water. Why, right, and the water. So that's what keeps it science. You're 80% <laughs> water, so that means you're 80% ghost. Mm. Are we all really even alive? It's, some, it's something to think about, you know? They use candy as a trigger object for the children. <laughs> he, he's like, hey, kids, you want some candy? <laughs> Skulking through. Yeah. In the dark. And he's like, don't be afraid. Can you take the candy? And that was probably also, he wasn't acting there either. No. Like, he embodied that role he's perfect for that role all the other scenes you could tell he was trying to sell it so so badly but that he didn't have to yeah (laughs) let's get zach on inside the actor's studio with james lipton and see what that's gonna be like my my next guest is a man who needs no introduction (laughs) zach bagans 
Zach, what was it like to be in the Civil War? What was it like? I got hurt. <laughs> God, I hope our audience knows what inside the actor's studio is. <laughs> so there is like a, a pivotal point in this part of the investigation where a rock, I'm assuming a rock falls off the ceiling and hits the ground, mm -hmm. but it causes absolute pandemonium. Everybody flies off the handle. And that's what I always wait for because the lockdowns are always really boring until something happens that makes everybody panic. And then they remain at that level of intensity for the rest of the lockdown. Um, apparently, the, they get an EVP that says, Do you, did you guys write any of these down? Yes. I haven't been writing them down because it's just... Uh, one said, you're wonderful. Thank you. Oh, in reference to the candy. Right. Oh, in yes. Reference. Okay. And then there was another one right after the, the rock was thrown. And apparently, the ghost said, watch your back. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then back to the chains, one of them said, bet you won't unchain me. <laughs> I'm sure Zach would like that one. <laughs> Hopefully it's a succubus and not an incubus. Uh, Aaron is like shooting in this museum part and he gets an EVP that that they believe says past the Morgans, which I don't know how much research the guy, the guys probably had to do like tons of research to figure out how this was relevant. But supposedly there were silver dollars that were colloquially known as Morgans at some point. Um, he and there's said, money in the museum. Yeah, and he calls out that like literally this would have been 20 years after Gettysburg that these things were minted. Um, so my question is, how does this process work? Do they try to figure out what's being said and then try to match it to something? Or they take the context of where it's where where they're at and try to figure out it's they were back and forth or yeah. how do they come to what they what they've decided is what's being said? Because honestly, you have no idea. It could be you could put so many different things to whatever sounds there. <laughs> exactly. They do have a speech pathologist and she seems real legit to me. <laughs> So yeah, we'll get to her. So the real, th the real, like real talk, it's all priming and like and confirmation bias. That's that's what my read on EVP is, generally speaking. Because when I see them do like live EVP sessions, mm -hmm. what usually happens is they'll hear something and then they'll like race to be the first to like say what they thought they mm -hmm. heard, which then primes everybody for mm -hmm. hearing exactly mm -hmm. that. Um, and they even do it on the show. Obviously, they put the words on the screen so you hear it better. Mm -hmm. um, and they probably think, like, they don't, they, I'm sure the guys do not know what either of these two things mean, priming, confirmation bias. So I, I, I'm sure they really just think that they're hearing something and then helping others hear it. Mm -hmm. um, as, as far as stuff that's really colloquial, like past the Morgans, there probably is some research go that goes into ones like that. Um, but I just can't imagine being the guy whose job it is to comb through all this fucking recorder nonsense to pick out the, the burps and bops that turn into words. <laughs> and it literally sounds like those droids on Hoth. <laughs> but that, I mean, they, they're just kind of going, scanning the, the area on Hoth and Empire Strikes Back. And that's the sounds they're recording, basically. Yeah. My favorite is when you see them moving while the EVP is supposedly playing. <laughs> so Zach and Aaron both head over to the pit to get in there. And Nick's like, don't be careful, guys. Don't go in there. Uh, but they still do it anyway. And Zach goes in the pit and he starts calling out Rosa and he gets really defensive. Wait, he's, he's getting really personal, like saying that... You know, this is, uh, I'm going to a place that's extremely personally disturbing, which makes me, like, worried for Zach. Is he okay? Oh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, he gets really aggressive. He is like, I bet you want to bring these rocks down on me and kill me. He does ask the ghost to kill him. Well, and he does that little head bob, like that salty head bob, like like confronting the ghost. I think I think this entire series is just an elaborate cry for help for Zach. For sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. They do a how dark it really is. Yeah, and this is a long one too. So if you're flipping through channels and you come on Travel Channel, there's no way you're stopping. <laughs> you're just going to think that the oh, station went station's out. station's out, whatever. Um, oh, Aaron starts hearing hissing, and this is what I was talking about earlier. Zach freaks out so badly when Aaron says he's hearing snakes that he has to not only turn his light on, but, like, he immediately leaves the pit after Well, that. and he's, like, freaking out. He's, like, saying, don't say that, Aaron. Please don't say don't that. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. Um, they also hear a few EVPs while, while Zach's in the pit. Um, they hear, bet you won't untie me, um, which I'm sure Zach enjoyed. Um, there's also another EVP that they think says, kill the girl. Um, and they make the leap that this is Rosa right here. This is Rosa saying this, like giving the order to the to the executioner child, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and so Zach's like challenging Rosa, saying like, you know, oh, you killed kids. You thought that was cool. And then they apparently get an EVP that they think is Rosa talking, saying, quote, I never killed again. But actually, if it's, if it sounds like anything, it actually sounds more like I never killed a kid, which I would love for like this to be real. And like Zach's challenging Rosa saying, oh, you like killing children. And she's like this nice old lady who's like, I didn't kill anybody. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's about it for that one. And then and, uh, phase two is uh, where some real good magic happens. Mm-hmm. Um, phase- magic glasses. Okay. Yes, the magic glass is one of my favorite tools that the Ghost Adventures crew has at their disposal. Zach simply refers to them as the video goggles. <laughs> and he explains that attached to these video goggles is a database of words that spirits are able to manipulate through means completely unknown to us mortals. How do we supp- how are we presupposing that not only are the ghosts familiar with this device? but also familiar enough with it that they know exactly how to manipulate it to produce exactly the words that they want to produce. Well, that's why we leave it to the experts. <laughs> Bill Chappell. I'm sure Bill made this. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure Bill. Do y'all, are y'all aware of this man? Uh-huh. Bill Chappell is the resident mad scientist of the Ghost Adventures crew. Um, he is a tomato-like gentleman with, the, with hard keratin hair. <laughs> that is white as snow. Uh, and and he creates he's an electrical engineer so he we know that he knows it's all bullshit because he creates these devices that supposedly have these magical powers, but he knows what he's building. And he sells them on his own website. Like, And they are expensive, too. Yeah. They're not cheap. Wow. Well, what I liked about that is the words that were provided, I loved watching them trying to connect the dots. Of like, what could this possibly mean in a matter of seconds? Because they had to figure out something to sell it. And so literally these random words that popped up, they had to come up with some sort of answer. It's like watching an improv troupe, like really, (laughs) really struggle. And I wrote down all the words that we got here. Um, It's start from, this is the top of the list to the bottom of the list. Teen, pass, property, helpful, drink, water. It's like words that would come up in a random game of taboo or something. Yeah, Yeah, we're playing Scattergories, the Ghost Adventures crew. (laughs) And they reach so hard for every single one. The only one they completely ignore is teen. No, they do. No, they. You're right. They came up with a totally well. There are these guys that exist in the space. Oh wait, but then what's her butt's brother was a teenager. They must be talking about Whoa. him. Whoa. <laughs> 
we get this really great moment where Zach is standing. Zach is standing in the room where Jenny was shot. And he's, and we hear him go, this is the exact spot where Jenny Wade died. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, it's so funny. It's so funny that it seems like it's funny on purpose, but it's definitely not. Um, they also they also like show that they're like actually trying to like do testing or whatever by by testing whether this door actually opens on its own or whether it's a ghost moving it. And and they they debunk the door moving. And of course they use the word debunk incorrectly. Um, there's also a mannequin that scares the oh, shit out of Zach. Oh man, he almost poops. It's so like rounds the corner and then he's frozen for a moment before Aaron is like, it's a mannequin, it's a mannequin. Real terror. Oh, and then they get the EVP oh, from Jenny. The the crown on this episode. So you know, y'all know Zach loves to play detective and be like a ghost detective ghost whisperer try and solve ancient crimes speaking with ghosts and um he ends up asking jenny is there anything that you wanted to tell your boyfriend before he died in the war before he left you and they think that they get an evp that says i'm pregnant and zach just i mean case closed right i mean well he had to put himself in there first too because that was right before the you know speaking spell said soldier and he's like they think i'm a soldier that's why we wear these hats it like came full circle to the hats (laughs) yes and um you know he's like well she had a boyfriend that was a soldier Mm. so clearly she thinks you know i'm soldier boyfriend because i i have to be the boyfriend and she She wants to fuck me right she confesses to me she's pregnant there we go and he spends a lot of time talking about how poignant this is and how meaningful it is most of the episode after that comes back to this phrase yep (laughs) Uh, and now it's basement time. So they go into the basement where the display is. And this is this is the uh, the moment that makes this episode for me. Yeah. Um, he sits in the chair to piss off Mr. Wade. Apparently it was Mr. Wade's favorite chair. He's really taunting Jenny Wade's father. Calling him evil. Calling him evil, saying, I bet you don't like me being down here. And then he starts climbing onto the bed and he's like, oh, do you like me sitting here? Do you like me getting close to your daughter's body? The bed that has the mannequin of Jenny Wade laying down. He is... I called this, this is my It's Always Sunny title. I called it, the gang let Zach mount a mannequin. Um, he does He does mount the mannequin. He he's, st- he's on all fours, straddling the thing, really sticking his butt out, and the guys, if I may say. The guys, uh, for their credit, are noticing how sexual and inappropriate this looks. Yeah, oh, yeah. they're, go- they're they, goofing They on. even said the word necrophilia. Like, yeah. They were, they were <laughs> palpably uncomfortable as we were. Yeah. And then it happens. Zach... Like like when I scare the shit out of my cat by accident, he rockets off the bed. And everybody is suddenly very serious. They're like, like, hey, what's up? He's like half his height because he's like squatting out of fear. <laughs> across, like at the other side of the room looking where he was. And he's quiet for a long time. Yeah. And, and then he goes. Trying to come up with his story. <laughs> Something just grabbed my ass. <laughs> Hard Nick. <laughs> And then they try to joke with him, which makes it even funnier to me because Nick's like, yeah, come show me. (laughs) And Zach's like, I'm not joking. He's like, what do you say? Harder than I've ever been touched on my body before. And they're like, on your ass is like anywhere on my body. (laughs) And he's like smiling when he's saying that. It's the realest fear I've ever heard in his voice. So after this momentous um, piece of art of, of Ghost Adventures, I don't know, that doesn't make any sense. After this amazing moment, we they head to the train. Yeah, this is like the cool down part of the episode, frankly. Like something very stupid happens here, but it's not nearly as as huge as what just occurred. 
they are sort of now now this is where the device they're using here is the ir camera and this is where we learned that train tracks are very good at conducting ghost energy um because apparently energy in the body ghosts electricity whatever science it's it's all science it's all very science uh zach pulls a gun out <laughs> which made me laugh so much while flexing. I mean, he had to yeah. flex while... Oh, big gun. Holy well, gun, and yeah. he, when he says it, or when he does it, when he does it, he's like, what I'm going to do? And he whips out the, <laughs> the giant gun. And you're just thinking, oh, shit, what's, what's he going to do? Um, very safe. Very normal. He he. Now, now before this, by the way... Oh, they, there's a little conversation, right? They, well, they think they hear gunshots, which are probably real gunshots. It's probably real gunshots. Because shot. they're in pe- rural Pennsylvania. <laughs> like... People have guns sometimes. Um, they get EVPs that say, we'll beat him up. It's like a little conversation they're saying. One one ghost says, we'll beat him up. The other ghost says, the big one. And then the first ghost says, <laughs> no, don't sweat it. And they ask if uh, it's a Union or Confederate soldier, and it says, Confederate. And Zach automatically thinks that they're talking about him when they talk about the big one, because... Zach has very large muscles. Right. Got to take him down. Um, Nick makes a a mention about the full moon and how that might Mm. rev up some spirit energy, Um, which, by the way, folks, doesn't do that. Unless ghosts are made of water. Mm. Mm. Sure. Yes. (laughs) What if cucumbers are also ghosts? Oh, Oh, yeah. That's why cats are scared of them. They're the next dowsing (laughs) rods. You just need two cucumbers. (laughs) It's a really funny mental image. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Zach pulls a gun out. And it's got blanks, he says. It's got blanks. He shoots it, and then he's surprised <laughs> that it's loud. Yeah, he's it's... like, "Oh God, that was loud." <laughs> I don't think he's ever shot a gun before. No, probably not. <laughs> After that moment, he he takes shooting lessons because we know later on when they do the Winchester Oof, episode, uh, he has some stuff he has to get out during that one, and he's practiced. You can yes. tell. Hmm. So is she, is he on a watch list at this point? <laughs> like that's some evidence right there that you probably should not be selling firearms. <laughs> if he hasn't by this point, he definitely is now that he owns a haunted museum. And probably like... probably on like some watch list for people who are bound to like get themselves dangerously hurt or I don't know in in big trouble because they're just fucking dumb and do stupid shit all the time like stick their head in elevator shafts i'm waiting for that one yeah so while zach is scanning with the thermal they record a person and i mean it's it's a person it's a human person walking probably if if i may put a timeline together someone who was hanging out in the train yards just chilling heard a gunshot and was like i should leave (laughs) yeah yeah but no there's no way that could happen because they said this is a secure location and then pan to a sign that says no trespassing as if that's you know stopped anyone before uh, and they're, so they try again to test this, and this comes to one of my favorite things in Ghost Adventures, where they get a piece of evidence, and then they try to recreate what they just did, and the fact that they do not get the same thing the second time means that it was definitely a ghost. Because people don't move from one place to another. Right. After hearing a gunshot. And also, you want one piece of evidence, not many pieces of evidence, to prove that something is actually real. In my academic learnings... <laughs> You know, a preponderance of evidence is usually what you're going for. But Not like ghost. I said, I don't Not have ghost. a TV show, so I don't, you know. Clearly, I know. they're doing science better. Yeah. Clearly. Because they only have to get it once. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty much it. And then. Except for Barb. Oh, Barb. So they have a post 
lockdown um, guest. Now, this or is, they, they visit her, I guess. This is interesting because usually they go to a ghost expert, but actually they went to a speech expert. Is this the first time that's happened? Yes. Yeah. They never go to a non-ghost person outside of this conversation, I don't think. And this woman is very interesting. She's really eccentric, we should say. Um, Her shirt looks like she's wearing a boa, but it's not a separate piece. It's like sewn onto her shirt. It kind of looks like someone who's not great at crafts and knitting tried to knit some, uh, like a, a scarf that resembles some labia. <laughs> She reminds me of like a theater teacher. She mm. reminds me a dropout theater teacher. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Professor Trelawney. Sure. <laughs> yes. Or what I had in mind, if any of y'all seen Waiting for Guffman, which is a Christopher Guest movie, Corky St. Clair. She has that same like extremely tenuous command of her expertise. And very as like Corky does. very feely and artsy and it accentuates all the the sounds in her words and um she really like can i say she bullshits a lot yeah, in she this does. uh she's talking about they they bring her in to analyze the i'm pregnant and she <laughs> talks and she's like i hear this breathy quality her and tone is She's Inflection, like a, yeah, all the words. She goes through all like the different... She's like, I'm using jargon, which means I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Basically the first chapter of whatever speech pathologist <laughs> textbook she read before. And she says all these details about this voice, which you can barely make out. It's like, oh, it's a woman and she's in her 20s. How can you tell she's in her 20s? Right. Like you say young man. Okay, whatever, young woman. But no, she was in her 20s. Exactly. It's, it's, it's the, the, sound, the audio equivalent of when there are um, ghost hunter guests who claim to see like the cheekbones and the chin and the nose. Yes, and, like, yes. Ghostly images and you it just looks like a blur. Um, but she confirms all of Zach's biases and Zach is like Jenny Wade was 20 and they both go like, wow, wow, cool. <laughs> Um, so Zach does this very poetic send off for Jenny, and then we get this great shot of Zach looking out over the uh, over the battlefield, being very poetic again. And I, I just really honed in on this one part where he's like, "It's just amazing when you're like looking out over this battlefield and you're trying and trying and trying." And you're visualizing and visualizing and visualizing, and it's just a lot. I wonder why he never went into the military. Well, mm. I don't know if you've ever taken the ASVAB, but there is a minimum score. Oh, <laughs> so man. I'm just going to leave, leave that it there. At that. <laughs> he also is not a fan of adversity. He's pretty, he's he, pretty bad in a tight spot, I would say. He's scared of dolls, so... And snakes and mannequins, which makes me wonder, if he actually did see a ghost, he would freak the fuck out. Yeah, no, Because he's be scared of, of all these things that normal people aren't usually that scared of. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> so that was uh, the Gettysburg episode of Ghost Adventures. What did you guys think of your first Ghost Adventures experience? It was a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 10 out of 10 would maybe only do ever again if their friends invite them to see. It. Yeah. This is a really, this is an all time great for Ghost Adventures. Uh, I'm glad that you all were here for this one. Did you have a favorite moment that you'd like to share from this episode? Oh, man. There's so There's many. There's so many. <laughs> I think that Zach, um, I didn't get to see all of his, you know, flagrancies, but I, I you, would just this, have to say he's MVP. This episode paints a very good picture of Zach Bagans, the man. Yeah, I mean, he, he got to really experience or reenact his um, maybe dungeon fetishes. 
mm-hmm. um, with yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. chains and being locked up in a pit and getting sexy with a mannequin that um, in in a basement. Um, he, he had all sorts of opportunities to really shine as um, the necrophiliac um, wannabe slash trying to get a succubus to come find him and mm. chain him to a dungeon pit. Yeah. Do you think he's done adult films? I no. think he definitely thinks that. No, he he's probably is kind of moralized guys. about it. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's never been touched that hard. I forgot he admitted it earlier in the episode. Zach Bagan shows you exactly who he is in every episode of Ghost Adventures, and he doesn't hold back. Um, I was wondering, okay, you know how, like, he's scared of mannequins. Mm-hmm. How did he feel so comfortable getting that close to a mannequin on the bed? It's because her face was covered. He probably has a sex mannequin. Huh. A, interesting insight. Without interesting a insight. head. Uh, so right to... In the pillow, yeah. Yes. Write to us about your theories about whether or not Zach Bagans has a sex mannequin at insanelyhauntedpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we also take suggestions for episodes. We're in season four right now, so if you have a favorite in there... Let us know. We'll get to that one. Uh, we'll put it at the top of the list. He probably has a body pillow. Who do you think is on his body pillow? <laughs> El- Elvira. 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 Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, you threw me off. I forgot Sorry. where I was in the thing. It's okay. Now I'm thinking about Zach's body pillow. <laughs> um, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, you can find our website, insanelyhaunted.com. Uh, insanelyhaunted.com. That's where Cassie posts her beautiful art. And speaking of art, our art, our album art was done by our friend Leandra. Thank you, Leandra. Thank you. Hey, guys, is Gettysburg a national park? Gettysburg is a national military park. Okay, um, which is our segue to don't forget to support and visit your national parks. National parks. And state parks. Monuments. Yes, yeah, state parks. Nat- all these things. National historic sites. All they're that wonderful. stuff. They're, they're for you. It's funded by you, so go visit them. Um, also, thanks for supporting Insanely Haunted. We're absolutely floored that you come out and support us when we release new episodes. You don't have to, and the fact that you do, the fact that anyone does anything is pretty remarkable. So just just thank you. I can't, I can't thank you enough. Um, and if you'd like to help us out, the best way to do that is to tell your friends, you know, say, hey, I, I found this cool podcast about this really stupid show that I love. You might like it. And that's about it. Mm-hmm. Any final words? Thanks. It was a spooky time. It that's was a spooky time. For Con- reasons other than ghosts. <laughs> All the human elements of spookiness were here. Anyway, uh, thanks again for joining us. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. I'm Mario. And I'm Gabrielle. And you just heard a Class A EVP.